Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, a little bit of her deep mountain high from Tina Turner of 1968, ladies and gentlemen, kicking us off here on a Tuesday night, May the 16th, ladies and gentlemen, 2017, 1-724-444-7044, caller ID 139926-POUND, and welcome to the 76th episode of your Time Machine Show, the best damn Tuesday night Time Machine Show anywhere here on radio. It is Wrestling Revisited. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Joining us here, hopefully in a few minutes, will be our good friend, the King of Kings, if you will, the Master of Disaster, the King of Steam, the Count of Monte Cristo, the Cerebral Assassin, the Architect, and of course, 
the Samoan submission machine. He's all those things. And then some, my brother from another mother from beautiful Ontario, Canada, ladies and gentlemen, Gerard T. Smith. And, of course, we've got for you once again another great moment in the time machine portal here coming up here tonight. So sit back, folks. Crack one open. And if you're uh, having dinner right now, just put your feet up, however, and enjoy us, however, for your dinner hour. However, we will be here till 8 o'clock tonight taking your phone calls and questions here on Wrestling Revisited. But before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, how are we got some news to talk about, ladies and gentlemen? How are some sad news to report in the world of wrestling as we kick off tonight's Revisited show? Uh, those of you who are wondering what the news is, we'll inform you right now. We will talk about it more coming up here in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. How are coming up at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wrestling Revolution show, which will be begin. Uh, shortly after 9, where Gerard T. Smith and I will have your local news and headlines for you. John Gross, of course, have your birthdays and dates. And, of course, we'll be recapping last night's uh, Monday Night Raw, which was a very interesting Raw, as they returned back to the States after a two-week layoff, however, in which they were all over Europe, from Italy to Germany to France to Switzerland to England to Scotland, everywhere in between, ladies and gentlemen. It was quite a two-week event, to say the least. Anyway, folks, here is the news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, former AWA champion Doug Summerson, who was known as the Pretty Boy, Doug Summers, back in the late 80s of the old American Wrestling Association, and who teamed up with the late great Buddy Rose, who at one time was known as the Executioner back in 1985 at the very first WrestleMania, and who was also managed by the lovely, beautiful, sensational Sherry Martell in the old American Wrestling Association in the late 80s, in which Martell and Playboy Buddy Rose are no longer with us. Our, sadly, was... Uh, passed on, let's just say, however, earlier last night, however, at the age of eight, excuse me, 65. Summers, of course, was known by his real name, Doug Summerson, and of course, had had teamed up with Rose, of course, in which all, both of them, along with Sherry Martell, of course, used to feud with the Midnight Rockers of Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Michaels, of course, was also managed at one time by Martell back in the day, along with Macho Man, the late, great Randy Savage, a.k.a. Randy Poffo, back in the day. On behalf of all of us here at TalkShoe, however, our thoughts and prayers are with the Summers family tonight as we say goodbye to another great wrestling legend, Doug Summers. So now it looks like Doug Summers, pretty boy, along with Playboy Buddy Rose, the late Playboy Buddy Rose, I should say, and Sister Sherry Martell, along with Randy Savage, are up there in the big ring above the sky, how are looking down on us tonight and uh, saying thank you for supporting us over the years. And for that, we say thank you, Doug Summers, for supporting us, for giving us the chance to watch your craft over the years. We will definitely never forget you, and we will miss you without question. Uh, some other news to report, however, here on The Wire today, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it was announced earlier this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up this Sunday, however, at Backlash in Chicago, Illinois, ladies and gentlemen, we will have for you, ladies and gentlemen, however, the kickoff match, however, that will pit the perfect 10, yes, folks, the perfect 10-10-10, if you will, Ty Dillinger taking on formerly of the Vaudevillains, Aiden English. It was announced earlier this afternoon by ring announcer and also Talking Smack host Tala Renee Young, who is in Manchester, New Hampshire, at the SmackDown tapings right now at the Manchester Verizon Wireless Arena. 
As a result, it was reported shortly after 4.30 this afternoon, however, that Ty Dillinger and English, who had a dark match last week, however, before the SmackDown tapings in London, England, at the O2 Arena, will meet once again, this time in front of a capacity crowd, which should be a pretty good crowd on hand, this coming Sunday on the pre-show matchup, however, prior to Backlash. As you know, this Sunday, speaking of Backlash, ladies and gentlemen, join Gerard T. Smith, myself, Michelle Lynn Dodds, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, the last kicker, Emory Rickenbach, Caleb Dodds, and the rest of the WCW Talks to Radio family. And who knows, a few bets might be thrown in as well. This Sunday beginning at 5 p.m. as we will be giving you our thoughts on Backlash. The caller ID is just the same as Revolution here on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 138055-POUND. And that will begin underway just after 5 p.m. this coming Sunday. Now, speaking of Gerard Howard, myself and the King, along with the rest of the panel, of course, will be having a very special uh, Saturday lined up for you beginning first off at 4 p.m. Mr. WCW and I will be taking you into the Power Hour of course, prior to the NXT TakeOver Chicago show this coming Saturday. Of course, we do each and every Saturday this show. The caller ID is, of course, 141364. You can check us out every Saturday at 4 p.m. or so. And then this Saturday night, join Gerard, myself, and the rest of the gang, of course, as we give you our thoughts of NXT TakeOver Chicago. Yes, folks, NXT TakeOver Chicago will be live on the WWE Network from the All-State Arena, the same venue that will be hosting Backlash this Sunday, of course, on pay-per-view on the network. We'll also be hosting WWE TakeOver Chicago this coming Saturday night in the Windy City and among the matches you will see include the following the Authors of Pain will be defending their tag team titles along with their manager Precious Paul Ellering in a ladder match against the team of DIY Johnny Gargano and Tomaseo Chiappa it will be Asuka the Japanese undefeated female fighting warrior however the champion of course taking on Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. And in the main event, and what should be a pretty good main event, it'll be the glorious one, Bobby Roode taking on the artist formerly known as Kenta, now known simply as Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami, of course, the last few years, however, has been battling injuries and other issues, of course, now gaining his first ever crack at the NXT title. The question is, will Roode walk out of Chicago still the champion after battling Shinsuke Nakamura, who we'll talk about in just a few minutes, however... Uh, Mind you, a few months uh, months ago in Orlando, still stay the champ? Or will Hideo Tommy uh, and Rude's reign, however, very quickly, however, after less than six months, however, and take the NXT title with him? Well, we're going to find out this coming Saturday night. Now, on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, it is shaping up to be quite a show, of course, and here are the matches you will see at Backlash this coming Sunday. As we just talked about Shinsuke Nakamura, he will be taking on the show off Dolph Ziggler. Of course, Nakamura has been on the roster for less than a month now, and let's just say has made enemies and friends in high places. Dolph Ziggler, the show off, is looking to steal the show with Nakamura here and put Nakamura to rest once upon send him maybe back to NXT and maybe elsewhere as well, possibly on the first plane, boat, train, car, whatever, back to Japan. But the King of Strong Style is looking to prove to everyone, however, that he means business and is looking to steal the show himself and put Dolph in his place and maybe send him out of the WWE once and for all. Who will win? Too early to tell, I feel. But nevertheless, that should be a great, great matchup this coming Saturday night. Excuse me, Sunday night, I should say. Not Saturday night. Pardon me. Also on Sunday, you will see the phenomenal one, AJ Styles taking on the face of America, Kevin Owens, the U.S. champion. That is going to be a great match, I feel. Two of my favorites going at it, however, and these guys should be given the top billing on the card, however, as the main event. I think these guys could steal the main event, if you ask me, and this could be the match of the night, if you ask me. Also, in other action, in tag team competition, it will be the Fashion Police, Tyler Breeze and Van Dango taking on Jimmy and Jay Uso. Can the Fashion Police... 
uh, let's just say, rob and also dance their way to the top with the tag team belts and deny the Usos a chance to hold on to them? Or will the Usos stay strong and put the fashion police on notice, however, and send them basically back out of the Rosemont Horizon, a.k.a. Allstate Arena, whatever you want to call it, however, with a loss? We're going to find out this Sunday. And in six-person tag team competition, this one kind of befuddles me, however, before we get to talking about the main event. It will be the team of... Tamina, Natty, and Carmella, along with their mascot friend James the Nerd Ellsworth, taking on Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and their friend, however, Naomi. Now, for the WWE tag, excuse me, not for the WWE tag team title, excuse me, for the WWF, I said WWF, WWE Raw, I said Raw, I meant to say SmackDown Championship it will be the Viper, Randy Orton, who is looking for payback and revenge on Jinder Mahal. Yes, folks, Jinder Mahal and his friends, the Bollywood Boys, is looking to take the title all the way back to their own country of India and celebrate in a big-time wave of the party. But will the Viper squeeze Jinder Mahal within an inch of his life, shall we say, and basically retain the title? Or will Jinder Mahal have something to celebrate finally for the first time ever by becoming the top man on SmackDown? Well, we're going to find out all this and more coming up this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, live on the WWE Network, live from Chicago. Now, also, ladies and gentlemen, however, we are happy to report, however, that so far they have announced five matches. That's right, five matches for the next pay-per-view that will be coming up, power two weeks from this coming Sunday, live from Baltimore, Maryland, at the Royal Farms Arena, and it is simply called Extreme Rules. Now, here are the matches that have been listed as of last night. In a fatal fireway to see who will be determined to take on Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire coming up in July in Dallas, Texas, however. It will be Roman Reigns taking on Finn Balor, taking on The Architect, Seth Rollins taking on Bray Wyatt, the master of Eat Worlds, and of course the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Dean Ambrose will be taking on The Miz for the IC Championship, but this is going to be with a twist, however. The title, however, can change how our hands on a DQ. Of course, last night, The Miz and his wife, Maurice, were complaining to GM Kurt Angle and saying last night, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't fair, it wasn't fair what Dean did to them last night. So now Kurt Angle is going to be stuck, however, either agreeing to The Miz's demands or not agreeing to his demands, as these two will go at it once more for the IC title matchup coming up here at Extreme Rules in a few weeks. Meanwhile, for the tag team titles, however, it will be the Hardy Boys who have made an impact since they've returned to the WWE for the first time in several years, however, putting their tag team titles on the line as they will take on the duo Sheamus and Cesaro. Yes, folks, Sheamus and Cesaro will get their opportunity to go after those belts, however, once again at Extreme Rules in just a few weeks, however, in Baltimore. And as far as any other matches go, we will tell you about them in just a minute as we will be back in two seconds. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We just had a minor snafu there, but we're back. Up next, these are the other matches that have been listed as of now, ladies and gentlemen. In a kendo stick on a pole match, after what happened last night, it will be the five-foot-flung goddess herself, Alexa Bliss. Not a fan of hers, but nevertheless, she will put her title on the line in her first title defense against the winnable, huggable, lovable Bailey. Will Bailey give revenge on Alexa Bliss and dish out pain and punishment to Miss Bliss? Or will Miss Bliss be twisted and crazy as ever, however, showing no mercy on Bailey once again? We're going to find out this coming Sunday, June the 4th, ladies and gentlemen. These two go at it in a kendo stick on a pole match. Also, ladies and gentlemen, for the Cruiserweight title, once again, however, these two guys have already stolen the match twice, however, even though 
I thought their match at Mania was a lot better than their payback match. They will decide to see once and for all who is the true cruiserweight of 205 Live, if you will, as it'll be the king of the cruiserweights, Neville, if you will, taking on A-double, Austin Aries, as they hope to settle this difference once and for all. And after what happened last night between two former teammates and somewhat good friends, however, it looks like now, however, they will be going at maybe in a kickoff match or maybe be added to the show at some point, however, more than likely, however, as it'll be R-Truth, a.k.a. R-Dizzle, if you want to call him, however, taking on the new attitude of Goldust. Last night, Goldust attacked his partner, if you will, after being put in the background for so many much time, however, and really showed out his hostility and anger towards his former tag team partner, if you will, last night. That being said, folks, it promises to be a pretty good show coming up three weeks from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday, June the 4th, live from the World Farms Arena in beautiful Baltimore, Maryland, on the WWE Network. Now, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, here's some other news going on right now as we are continuing to give you the latest news, however, while we are waiting for King NWO Gerard T. Smith. But before we do, let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller ID, one three nine nine two six pounds You can talk to us right now. We will be here till 8 o'clock. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared Girolamo. Of course, uh, I am here usually with my Doc Brown with me by my side, but Doc, of course, is running a little late, however, that's understandable because of some personal Things are, but we hope to have Doc Brown on with us here at some point tonight. If not, we will check in with him here in just a little while, ladies and gentlemen, on the Revolution Show beginning at 9 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, where he will have your latest news and headlines of the day. Uh, tomorrow night, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a triple header for you as we do each and every Wednesday hour beginning at 6.30 p.m. Mr. WCW and I will be on Outside the Ropes, 14138. We'll talk about the latest movie, politics, music, and all sorts of goodies on Outside the Ropes. And then, of course, yours truly will be on the hot seat once again, as uh, Chad likes to call it, however, as I will be trying my best at answering some movie trivia. Then at 8 o'clock, we hope to have a great show lineup for you as Sheldon Dodds, myself, Gerard, and I, along with their friends, the Wolf Queen and Heavy Metal, will be joining a very special debate show beginning at 8 o'clock, 139925-pounds, the caller ID. And then we'll be recapping SmackDown for you all once again, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, just after 9 o'clock, where we'll have the news and headlines again, as well as birthdays and dates from John. And, of course, the caller ID is 138055-pounds. So, folks, get ready. It's going to be another action-packed Wednesday, as the case is every Wednesday night here on the Mothership show of talk shoe uh some other news to talk about ladies and gentlemen while we're continuing on ladies and gentlemen uh first off of course as we first reported yesterday ladies and gentlemen of course on uh the raw radio side which by the way you can go back and listen to and of course you can listen to raw radio every monday with gerard myself michelle and the rest of the gang as well as uh, whoever else stops by, caller ID is one three eight seven four four pound. We talked about Braun Strowman going to be out for about six months due to an injury they suffered a couple weeks ago. Uh, following WWE payback. Well, now it was reported that apparently Strowman had surgery last Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, in Birmingham, Alabama, following the Monday Night Raw show that happened in London a week ago. As a result, early speculation is now saying that more than likely he will probably miss extreme rules, possibly coming up in a few weeks, and he could be missing maybe, possibly, too, the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view in July. Having said that, mind you, there is early talk right now, according to reports from what I heard earlier this afternoon from Pro Wrestling Unlimited, however, and from my other friends, Wade Keller at the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter and Pat McNeil of the Torch as well, they did inform me firsthand, and I did read also firsthand, that there has been talk now that possibly Braun Strowman could be returning to the WWE on Monday night, July the 10th. Yes, folks, Monday night, July the 10th, which would be the day after the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view live from Dallas, Texas on the WWE Network in Houston, Texas, if you will. And as a result, these 
this announcement could mean that him and Brock Lesnar, the matchup that we were supposed to see originally at Great Balls of Fire, possibly, could now be started, however, that very night, however, in a couple months, however, depending on how uh, Strowman heals and everything, could be started that night and could be built to a matchup this coming August, however, at WWE SummerSlam in Brooklyn, New York. As of now, nothing has been confirmed yet, but we will keep you up to date with this story. Now, uh, before we get to any other news, real quick, however, one other thing to report, of course, every Thursday night, you can listen to Top Young with Gerard, myself, Michelle, and the rest of the gang, of course, the Wolf Queen Heavy Metal, you can listen to them every Thursday, 14056 be sure to check us out, as we will be back live with Top Heel this week, last week we had a minor snafu that we did not do Top Heel, unfortunately due to a circumstance beyond our control, but we will be back with Top Heel Inc. this Thursday, and then at 9 o'clock, join us this Thursday and every Thursday for the Howling Sound Wolf Pack Show, caller ID is one. 38521-pound, and of course, that should be a great, great show once again this Thursday. Um, some other news to report real quick, of course, coming up tonight on 205 Live. Uh, live from uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, it was announced this afternoon that the main event has been confirmed, and here's what your main event will be this week on 205 Live. This is the same match that headlined, oddly enough, the April... April 19 edition of 205 Live, however, it'll be a double. Austin Aries taking on TJP, of course, once again, however, tonight on 205 Live. Um, some other news to report, of course, we'd like to wish, of course, a happy 56th birthday to Charles Wright, better known to you all as the Godfather, who's celebrating a birthday today. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, a very sad birthday, however, which we'll talk about in just a second. But before we get to that, however, we have a couple other news items to report. Uh, coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, beginning, however, at 9 o'clock on MTV, however, CM Punk, however, will be returning to reality show TV, ladies and gentlemen, as he is one of the celebrity pros for a new show called The Challenge. Punk's team, of course, includes his one-time Twitter rival and former NFL superstar Sean Merriman. Punk, of course, is playing for the local charity simply known as Paws of Chicago. So congratulations to him on his charity, and best of luck to that uh, premiere show coming up tonight just after 9 o'clock. As I said, folks, uh, coming up uh, tonight on 205 Live, you will see Austin Aries, a.k.a. Double, if you will, take on TJP, TJ Perkins. Of course, last night Neville did tell uh, TJP how to get rid of uh, Austin Aries once and for all before he could, however, and maybe he'll get a shot at the Cruiserweight title. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight when these two once again tangle, referring to Aries and TJP in the main event here tonight, live on the WWE Network, live from Manchester, New Hampshire, at the Verizon Wireless Arena, as they will be going at it on 205 Live. Uh, some other news to report, uh, believe it or not. We have heard that coming up uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, however, this coming Saturday night, however, at NXT TakeOver, it has been announced and was announced, uh, believe it or not, early yesterday morning, however, and has been confirmed as of this afternoon, however, as well, that good old JR, Jim Ross, and Nigel McGuinness, however, who have done pretty well on the NXT uh, calling duties with uh, Tom Phillips, however, and his colleague, if you will, however, um, Showtime Percy Watson, will be calling the very special UK Championship title matchup this coming Saturday night at TakeOver in Chicago between Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Uh, I'll tell you what, that is going to be a great, great match. I think it's going to be one of the best matches of the entire evening by far. And I am looking forward to hearing what JR and Nigel have to say about these two, of course. Speaking of which, uh, this coming Friday, the WWE will be celebrating a uh, very special UK-only uh, event, however, that will be seen on the network beginning after 3 o'clock in 
afternoon, 8 o'clock London time, noon West Coast time this Friday. So be sure to check that out on the WWE Network. But again, JR and Nigel McGuinness, good old Jim Ross and Nigel McGuinness, of course, will be calling the WWE UK title matchup between Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, which should be a great, great match and a very exciting match, one of the, possibly one of the best matches of the year coming up this Saturday night in Chicago at TakeOver as they will be at the show, however, along with Showtime Percy Watson and also Tom Phillips. So, folks, that is going to be a great, great lineup already coming up this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, in Chicago. Uh, some other news to report, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in fact, here's the news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to let you know on the WWE Network about that UK show real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it'll be emanating from Norwich, of course, as we said. However, JR and Nigel will be doing the show of that show, however, ladies and gentlemen. And here are some of the matches that you will see coming up this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, they will re-air... the show at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, however, on the network as well. But among the participants that will be involved in this UK title matchup, excuse me, UK special, here are the following. Pete Dunne and Trent Seven, however, will battle to become the number one contender to face the UK champion to take over, however, uh, while Tyler Bate will take on Mark Andrews. And in tag team competition, Rich Swan and Dan Maloney, however, will take on TJP and the Brian Kendrick, however, in a tag team matchup. And also, Wolfgang faces Joseph Connor. So, folks, you got some great, great matches during this hour-and-a-half-long UK special coming up this Friday on the network. Be sure to check out your local times beginning at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 8 o'clock in the evening, uh, London time, and then again at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock West Coast Time, 1 a.m. London time, folks. That's 1 o'clock in the morning, London time. So uh, definitely check it out, however. This coming Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It promised to be a very, very exciting day, however, for the WWE UK fans in the United Kingdom. Um, some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are just finding out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Raw viewership this past week did improve compared to last week. Uh, last week, of course, they did 2.69 million people. This week, they went up to about 2.75, and here is the final tally. The first hour did 2.88 million viewers. Hour 2 drove 2.72, and the third hour did 2.64. So, unfortunately, despite a pretty good main event, which we'll be talking about Raw in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, they kind of trailed off in this third and final hour. But they started out pretty good in the first few hours, however, compared to the last week before, however. But they kind of dipped down once again in the third hour, however. So, hopefully, they kind of went up a little bit this week in the range after going to 1.8, 1.9 the last few weeks. But uh, we'll definitely be talking more about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk now about Monday Night Raw, however, so we can catch you up and let you know what happened. Uh, last night, we had a pretty good crowd there at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Of course, they showed what happened, what happened with Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns uh, to begin the show. And then, of course, we went to the opening where Kurt Angle made his return. And as a result, Kurt Angle, ladies and gentlemen, announced how there will be a fatal fireway coming up, however, at Extreme Rules, and he has listed each competitor. Seth the Architect Rollins, Samoa Joe the Submission uh, Machine, Finn the Demon Balor King, Bray the Eater of Worlds Wyatt, and of course the Roman Empire himself, Roman Reigns. As a result, these guys got into a brawl with each other, and of course this ended the show, however, this no, I shouldn't say this ended the show, this began a very intense first 10, 15 minutes of the program, and from there, of course, uh, we would see what would happen later in the evening with the competitors involved. 
Uh, when we came back from commercial, however, they were talking and hammering with each other. When then Kurt Angle made the decision, however, of uh, the following: Angle would book Bray Wyatt for the first time ever, Seth Rollins on Raw, while Roman and Finn would go at it once again later in the show. So definitely a very good segment to kick off the show, and uh, definitely got the fans very excited to say the least. From there, we went to our opening matchup of the night, Jeff Hardy with Matt Hardy taking on Sheamus with Cesaro. They showed what had happened just a few weeks before when Sheamus apparently knocked out Jeff Hardy's tooth, however, in the matchup, however, at payback. And if you do not see that, folks, I'll tell you what, it was pretty gruesome to watch. Uh, you can go back and watch it on replay, however, and I believe it's still on replay. But that being said, that happened just a few weeks ago at uh, payback, however, mind you, in uh, San Jose, ladies and gentlemen. And that was very interesting, uh, let's just say. And uh, it was definitely unique, to say the least. As a result, these uh, guys, of course, uh, referring to Jeff and uh, Seamus, went at it once again. However, as a result, despite the fact that Cesaro tried to interfere, however, uh, it kind of backfired on him, let's just say, however. And as a result, Jeff Hardy once again picked up the win, however, for his team as they defeated the team of Seamus and Cesaro in eight and a half uh, that being said, that was a very interesting way to kick off the show. Uh, from there, of course, uh, we went uh, to our next match, however, which was a unique match, however, involving Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox. Excuse me, Alicia Fox and Sasha Banks, I should say. This after what happened the week before when there was some question that uh, Sasha... Uh, won by a questionable decision last week in the UK. As a result, we understand that Alicia and her somewhat new boyfriend, Noam Dar, complained to Kurt Angle after the show last week by telephone and demanded a rematch with Sasha for this week. As a result, Alicia got payback on Sasha by defeating her, however, so there you go. Alicia Fox uh, coming out victorious here this week, however, after Sasha pulled a fast one last week, so there you go. Uh, my thoughts about the match, it was okay. I mean, it could have been better if you ask me. But again, I just think both of these girls are going nowhere right now at this point, especially Sasha, ever since she ended her feud with Charlotte. I think she's really kind of stuck in neutral at this point. And unless they have plans for her down the road to face Alexa or even Bailey once and for all. And I've been talking about this for weeks on that. And I think she and Bailey could really start getting into a program with each other again. I don't know why they keep uh, delaying the heel turn with Sasha. I think they should be doing it now, not later. Uh, but go figure, you know. That being said, that's what I thought of the matchup, if you ask me. And as far as Alicia goes, I mean, yeah, she's a good wrestler, don't get me wrong, but I just wish she would get rid of the uh, somewhat Brad Max wannabe, Noam Dar. I mean, he's just a total scuzzbag. He's a real tool, if you ask me. He just doesn't excite me at all. So I think she could do so much better than being with a guy like Noam Dar, if you ask me. But that's just my opinion. And if you have any other opinions, I'd like to hear from you on the matter firsthand. Uh, up next, we start the second hour with the IC title matchup involving Dean and Miz. Unfortunately, this was not your main event as we all thought it was going to be here yesterday on Raw Radio. The end came when Dean basically, however, um, basically beat Miz by DQ by kicking him below the belt, however, for the DQ. As a result, Maurice and Miz were not very happy about this, and Miz was singing soprano quite a bit after this. Uh, this, to me, wasn't great. Unfortunately, it could have been a lot better. Um... I will say one thing about Dean, however, and I know my colleagues usually rip on Dean a little bit too. Uh, I would have to agree that he hasn't done much as of late with the IC title, but as far as Miz and Maurice go, 
I'm tired of hearing them cry over spilt milk time and time and time again about how they should get every opportunity handed to them and everything should be uh, coming up roses for them. I mean, yes, we get you're a great heel, Miz. We know you have a great wife, I mean, but you know, do you think you should deserve everything on a silver player like uh, you should be given right now, everything handed to you? No, I don't think so. I think you still have to work a little bit more in order to get that. And I think coming up at Extreme Rules, it's going to be interesting to see how that fares. But uh, last night, once again, shows once again, like as always, Howard, you are the biggest tool on Monday nights with your wife, Howard, crying and saying that I'm the awesome one. I'm the greatest Hollywood A-lister ever. I'm in movies. I'm in TV shows. Blah, 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 blah. We get it, Miz. But at the end of the day, you just continue to be nothing more than a simple Cleveland prude, if you ask me. And you're nothing more than an arrogant tool at the same time. You're just a complete and utter jackass. Uh, speaking of jackasses, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us to our next segment, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. Um, talking about lost in the shuffle here for quite a while now, I mean, I think it has to be Bailey, my uh, girl, Bailey. I mean, I don't know what's going on with her right now. I think they haven't seen anything uh, go on with Bailey the last couple of weeks since losing the title to Alexa and Santos, which I still think was a big mistake that they made her drop the title in her hometown when they could have made it done the night after payback, like two weeks ago like two Mondays ago, but instead they made it happen to pay back. And now you got Alexa. Obviously not with her friend this week, Nia Jackson. We'll talk about Nia in just a second, folks. Uh, that being said, Alexa once again showed a little bit of her heelish side, if you will. Here is the five-foot-blonde goddess. She calls herself, uh, continues to mock Bailey and everyone in return. Um, I will tell you one thing. I mean, i got to give Alexa a little bit of credit. As much as I don't like her, like I like Maurice. She reminds me of Maurice. She's arrogant. She's pompous. She's all those things, but she is a good champion, at least for right now. But I will say one thing in turn, however. I think down the road, however, whoever Alexa faces, whether it be Nia Jax, whether it be Asuka, whether it be maybe even uh, maybe Sasha, I think that she is going to get what's coming to her, whether it be Asuka or maybe Nia Jax. I think those two girls could actually beat the holy snot out of Alexa. And if Alexa thinks she's going to talk back to people like Nia and especially to Oscar. If Oscar does come on to the Monday Night Raw roster, maybe after this weekend, however, maybe possibly uh, a week from tonight, however, or a week from this Monday, however, this coming next Monday, or possibly later on this summer or this fall, however, and Alexa's still the champ by then, however, good luck, because I'll tell you one thing, Oscar will not take that kind of crap at all. I think she's going to mix it up with Alexa, and she's going to teach her a lesson, if you ask me. Not to say Alexa's going to have a long-term reign, because she might, however, and she really could, however, but if she thinks she's going to continue to badmouth all these people in the locker room, like the Baileys, the Sasha's, and all these people, that's fine and good, however, but at the same day, however, as the old saying goes, what goes around comes around, and I think in time, the five-foot-blonde goddess is going to feel that, however, from Nia Jax or Oscar down the road. And speaking of Nia, I want to talk about her for a minute. I mean, I'm kind of a little bit high on her, as you can tell. Uh, last night, she took on Dana Brooke in the pre-show matchup, however, right before the tapings uh, of Monday Night Raw began there at the uh, Prudential Center in Newark. And from what I heard, however, we understand that she was being very physical, very hard and rough on young Dana Brooke last night, almost really hurt her in the process. She ended up squashing her as a result. But the story here is what happened towards the end of the match. So we understand that uh, Nia went a little too far with her moves, and I don't know if she was told to do that or if she did it on her own without telling management. Uh, I have not heard if there's going to be any punishment or repercussions because of this, but I did hear from several people uh, online reading today how I say that Nia was very physical, very intense during the matchup, and uh, last night she kind of took it a little too far. So that being said, 
Um, it was very interesting to hear what they have to say, but as I said, folks, uh, if I am Nia right now, I'd be very, very careful what I do in the ring, however, with my rest, fellow wrestlers. I mean, right now, you got one person out right now, and Emma, who knows how long she's going to be on the shelf for, if she does come back at all. Uh, we obviously don't know right now that Bailey hasn't done much, however, even though she's trying to continue her feud, obviously, with, uh, the queen, let's just say the new queen of Raw, if you will, uh, Miss Alexa Bliss. And, of course, they haven't done much lately with Sasha. That being said, however, I don't know what else she could do, however, at this point, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. But last night, however, she kind of took it a little too far, if you ask me. And I would say, if I'm management, I would give her either a warning or at least give her a lecture of what she did last night. Because I'll tell you right now, however, she definitely, definitely uh, showed last night that she didn't seem to care whatsoever. Uh, that being said, folks, it'll be interesting to see, uh, to say the least, what happens in the coming weeks ahead, however. And uh, that being said, however, we will definitely be watching this very, very carefully. Um, up next, ladies and gentlemen, here on uh, Raw last night, we had, uh, who do we have here? Uh, we had, I'm just trying to figure out who we got here, so bear with me, folks. Uh, I'm sorry. We're kind of... Uh, Uh, I just saw a second ago, so bear with me, folks. Um, uh, I'm sorry, folks. I, I'm just... Okay, here we go. I'm sorry about that. Um, last night from there, we had... Uh, who do we have next, folks? I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think here. Oh, yeah, we had... Uh, who do we have here? Oh yes, we had the cruiserweights, uh, Neville and TGP, TJP, excuse me, versus Austin Aries and uh, Jack Gallagher. Uh, up next, if you ask me. Uh, I also heard some stuff came out of this too. Uh, this was very interesting. What, what went down last night? Uh, we understand some fans last night were blowing up beach balls in the crowd and uh, hitting them during the matchup. And in fact, one person got tossed out of the arena because of this, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, uh, we did hear that the fan did get, uh, let's just say, get ejected from the arena last night and uh, tossed out of the building altogether. Um, if you ask me, uh, the matchup overall was a pretty good matchup between these four, referring to Aries and Gallagher, as they lost to Neville and Aries. But the story here, of course, was what happened with the fan. Uh, my thoughts about this is very unique, however. i got to say, first off, however, uh, as far as the fan goes, I don't know what the fan was thinking by doing that, if you ask me, uh, by bringing in the, um, what was going to say, the beach ball, if you ask me. But as far as what the security guy did to the uh, fan itself, I think uh, the fan, I mean, not to say the fan was right, however, doing so, doing this. I mean, I think the fan was a little bit wrong doing this, if you ask me. But what the security guy did to the fan by tossing him out of the arena, however, uh, I think it went a little too far, if you ask me. I mean, maybe he meant to do it. Maybe he didn't mean to do it. I don't really know, however. That being said, folks, um, I think overall, however, like I said, the fan was wrong in what he did last night. Don't get me wrong. I think the fan was a little bit wrong in what he did by bringing the beach ball into the arena. Maybe he had permission to do it. Maybe he didn't. He just felt like becoming an idiot. But what the security fan should have done is take the ball away and told the fan and given him a warning about this instead of tossing him out of the building. I think they were a little bit rude on that part, however. But if they were just trying to fear for the safety of those, then I can understand where they're coming from. 
Having said that, mind you, I think next time uh, fans better think twice of bringing beach balls to live events. I know this has been going on for quite a while now, for the past month or so, different events, whether it be last week in London, whether it be the night after WrestleMania, the week after WrestleMania. I mean, right now I understand they're getting bored. And I can understand where fans are coming from with their uh, anger, because right now I'm not the only one uh, feeling upset with the fans. I mean, I'm kind of with the fans in this, because right now WWE Raw, as i said many times over the last several weeks, or even the last few months, just continues to be more and more stale. It really has. And unless they get better storylines and better TV writers, then I can understand why they do what they do. Having said that, mind you, I think last night, however, unlike uh, the previous times, however, mind you, where uh, fans were given a warning and then just told not to do it anymore, this uh, security guard may have uh, just had a bad day and maybe figured how he'd take it out on a fan. Uh, in my opinion, I think that fan should definitely apologize to the security guard. The security guard should apologize to the fan for what happened last night. Uh, and maybe next time it won't happen. But if the security guard was a real jerk last night and felt like not apologizing, then that guy should be let go. I'm sorry. That guy was totally wrong on what he did last night to the fan, and he should just absolutely issue the guy a sincere apology. But if the fan was just acting like a jerk the whole time and trying to egg on the security guard by taking him off by doing this, however, then, uh, then that guy had every reason to be ejected. So that's my opinion on the matter, and I'll talk about that again coming up here tonight on Revolution about my thoughts on that. Uh, from there, of course, we go to our next match. It was one of the better matches of the evening. Finn Balor taking on Roman Reigns. Of course, the last time I saw these two fight each other, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, however, uh, uh, was obviously, of course, uh, back in Pittsburgh last summer. Uh, the very first night Finn Balor made his appearance on WWE Raw. Then I have to battleground. Of course, Finn won that night. Uh, great match these two had once again last night. These two really put the heart and soul of the entire evening in perspective at this point, as these guys really, really did well. Uh, having said that, this went 14 minutes long, and in the end, however, Finn Balor came up a little short, but you've got to give it to him. He showed heart, he showed compassion, he showed a lot of charisma, as did Rome. But once again, the fans crapped all over Roman Reigns, and it seems like that's been the normalcy uh, thing going on as of late. Uh, having said that, mind you, I thought these two once again uh, fought a really good match. Like I said, folks, compared to what they did in Pittsburgh, however, it was a little bit better than the Pittsburgh one, uh, mind you, last night. And at the end of the night, however, Finn Balor once again came out victorious. Excuse me, not Finn Balor. Roman Reigns came out victorious. But you got to tip your cap to uh, Finn Balor, no question about it. I have been a Finn fan a long time, folks. I mean, like, even going back to NXT, even going back to his early years in Japan, I mean, this is one of my favorite guys. And I'll tell you what, ever since he got into the WWE within the last year or two, uh, up on the main roster from NXT, he continues to shine brightly more and more. And I think last night he showed, once again, uh, a lot of compassion, a lot of energy, a lot of charisma. And as a result, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that being said, however, uh, I think these guys really gave it their all last night and uh, showed everyone what uh, uh, wrestling is all about. And at the end of the night, however, even though Roman won, how I mean, you've got to admit, both of these guys absolutely went out there and uh, tore the house down in Newark last night. So uh, a tip of the cap to both of these gentlemen last night. Again, these guys absolutely really gave the fans their money's worth last night, however, as we ended the second hour of Raw going into hour number three. Uh, that being said, folks, then we go into hour number three, the crucial third hour, and we will tell you about that, what happened in that third hour in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but let us remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, this coming Monday, uh, May the 20th, 
22nd, yes, 22nd, I must say. Uh, we will be celebrating our 94th episode of Raw Radio. And in just six weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on Monday, July the 3rd, we will be locking off the Mondays as we started doing it last week, or not last week, last night, I should say, on Raw Radio. We will be uh, counting down the episodes to what will be a very historic episode. But on Monday night, July the 3rd, ladies and gentlemen, uh, history will be made on the Talk Shoe Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. It's Sean Gross, myself, Michelle Lindodds, Gerard T. Smith, and the rest of the gang will be celebrating history in the making, folks. That's right, I said it. History in the making as we will be uh, counting be counting into our 100th episode, ladies and gentlemen. That will be a historic episode in itself, ladies and gentlemen, as we will be very, very excited to say the least, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you about that right now, as we will be marking the occasion in a big-time way. Uh, let's see, what else is going on here, folks? We're, we're, we're trying to get a lot done here, folks, as you can tell. I mean... Um, we're going to tell you now as we uh, continue on, ladies and gentlemen, what happened in hour number three here, folks, as we are uh, here last night on Monday Night Raw, as we said, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, okay, here we go. Sorry about that, folks. We are uh, trying to get a lot done here uh, here tonight on the Fox Shoe Radio Network show. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where are we? Oh, yes, we're going into Hour 3. Sorry about that. I, I, I didn't know where we were there for a minute, folks. And here is what we had next, ladies and gentlemen. From there, we heard uh, the big announcement between Alexa and, uh, let's just say, uh, let me say, the, uh, Bailey and Alexa Bliss, so there you go. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, however, we had big casts with Enzo Mori taking on Titus O'Neil with his new protege, Apollo Cruz. This goes only a minute and a half, of course, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, Big Cass ends up pinning Titus O'Neil here in less than a minute and ten. Uh, my thoughts about this matchup, this was lackluster, this was poor, this was terrible. Uh, as far as Titus O'Neil goes, I don't know what they're trying to do with him right now. They just continue to bury him at every turn. And unless they have big plans for him in the next few months, I would not be surprised if WWE gives him uh, his pink slip. Uh, Apollo Crews, I mean, this is a guy I was really high on when he first came up from NXT. It seems like, however, ever since the Superstar shakeup, they haven't done anything right with him. I mean, they were just absolutely burying this guy in every sense of the word. Most of the time, I mean, he's on main event or superstars, uh, if you ask me, or even uh, main event, if you ask me. Uh, having said that, mind you, however, once again, they just did nothing with him last night except be in the corner of his so-called new protege, Titus O'Neil. And as far as... Uh, Enzo and Cass goes, I've talked about these guys in the past, though. I mean, yes, how are these guys have potential. Yes, these guys love to entertain the young audience members. But you know what? I think it's starting to get more and more stale by the week and by the month, however. I just think they ought to turn these guys heel and do something with them. They haven't done anything right with them for quite a while, and I just think they're continuing to get de-pushed. Speaking of de-pushed, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us now into what happened in uh, the semi-main event that was supposed to be the Golden Truth, Gold Dust and R-Truth, who last week came up a little short in the tag team turmoil, if you will, however, after uh, losing to uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, if you will, however, to see who would face the Hardys at, tag, at Extreme Rules, however. 
Well, last night they were supposed to take on the duo of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, but unfortunately Gallows and Anderson were given the night off, apparently, after their long week, week-and-a-half, two-week tour of Europe, however, and other things. As a result, Goldust and R-Truth were on their way, however, to the ring. It looked like everything was going to do pretty well. And then all of a sudden, however, mind you, Goldust attacked R-Truth from behind. And as a result, at this point, he began to show a little bit of anger and hostility towards his former teammate and friend, R-Truth, if you will. As a result, the fans were yelling at this point, thank you to Goldust. Goldust continued to attack him both inside and outside of the ring. And as the segment came to a close, however, Goldust told simply R-Truth, that's what's up. Uh, my thoughts about this, uh, really good segment. I mean, I'm going to talk about this more, obviously, tonight again on Revolution, as I mentioned. But I think it's about time Goldie went back to being a heel. I think his uh, lovable character that he's been doing for quite a long time, however, and of course, uh, grew really, really stale over the past few years, however, and even longer than that. And I think it's about time they go back to a more edgier, more uh, serious, more non-caring Goldust, if you ask me. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Obviously, of course, they're going to continue to push Goldust now. It looks like it's a mid-card heel, or at least a solid heel, at least I hope. Uh, I do think his career is almost over at this point. I would not be surprised, however, if it does announce his retirement very soon, considering he's in his late 40s. But that being said, I thought last night what he did to R-Truth was well-deserved. It was about time someone stood up to him and told R-Truth what was really up. I mean, I'm tired of R-Truth more and more by the week. I'm glad Goldust put the boots to him, and I hope he continues to put the boots to him and badmouth him at every turn. I think it was well-needed, and I think they had to do something with him in referring to, uh, like I said, uh, R-Truth. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, folks. But I'll tell you what, like I said last night, I think... For the first time in a long time, however, I think fans, not only not just me, but fans everywhere were finally saying the right words, however, mind you. And uh, that was, thank you, Goldust. And I think I can sympathize with them because I think last night it was about time Goldust finally showed uh, his true heel side for the first time in a long time uh, by attacking, however, mind you, however. Uh, like I said, uh, like I said, however... Um, I think it was well-deserved, however, mind you, however. Uh, so that being said, folks, I think last night, however, it was well-deserved that he attacked R-Truth, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week. Uh, that being said, however, I think, however, mind you, <laughs> Uh, like I said, folks, I think it was well-deserved, and I think uh, he was well, and, uh, like I said, mentioned, however, I think it was well-deserved, uh, however, mind you. So I think last night, however, uh, what he did to R-Truth last night, however, was a long served of a long time coming. And so from there, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the main event, and here's what our main event was. It was Seth Rollins taking on Bray Wyatt. The end came, of course, uh, when Samoa Joe ran out and attacked Rollins from behind for the DQ, causing Seth Rollins uh, to win the match by disqualification. Afterwards, uh, Joe and Wyatt looked at each other and then put the boots to Rollins, and it looked like it was going to be a uh, two-on-one beatdown. But then all of a sudden, Howard Wyatt attacked Joe, Howard, by forming Sister Abigail on him and smiled at him. Cole, of course, then closed out by saying there are no alliances in a five-way, however, and that'll be the case coming up at Extreme Rules. As a result, Wyatt then put a sister Abigail on Rollins, however, as well, before kneeling down and yelling out, 
follow the buzzards to close out the show. Uh, my thoughts about the main event, ladies and gentlemen, a pretty good main event. However, between these two, once again, of course, we know the history of, each, of these two gentlemen. They've had history with each other back in the day of NXT. Uh, they did not really need to have Joe being involved in this matchup, I think. Uh, but nevertheless, it is what it is. Uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, however, it was uh, very unique, however, to say the least. So uh, that being said, uh, I thought the match was okay, if you ask me. But again, I just thought the finish could have been a little bit better, if you ask me. So uh, that being said, that's what I thought of the affair overall. So yeah, uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, however, uh, the thoughts of Monday Night Raw live from Newark last night, however, uh, very, very interesting to say the least. Uh, overall, however, I gotta say, however, uh, my thoughts about the show on a scale of 1 to 10, I want to give this a show about, uh, let me think here, let me think here, um, I'm gonna give this show about a 6 out of 10, I mean, I didn't think it was all that bad, I mean, it could have been a little bit better, uh, to me, the matches of the night, especially my, however, However, um, like I said, I think my favorite match of the night, however, uh, would have to be Finn and Roman. I thought these two really did well. Uh, my least favorite match of the night, however, as crazy as it sounds, and I know you're going to be thinking, why am I thinking this is the least, uh, like I said, the uh, most boring match of the night, but it kind of was boring in my eyes because of the way it ended. I would have to say Dean and Miss. I really thought that those two guys could have put a better match on, and I was really surprised that they did not put on a great matchup. They really disappointed me. They really disappointed the crowd, if you ask me. However, uh, like I said, however, it's just, I don't know. It's To me, however, it was really, really hokey. And the way the, uh, like I said, the low blow came into play, however, late in the matchup, however, mind you, however, uh, late in the matchup, however. Uh, that being said, however, the way the low blow came, however, Mind you, however, that's what I thought. So, really, in all honesty, I just I did not like the way the end match ended. Like I said, folks, it just was really hokey. So, there you go. Well, folks, uh, I don't think there's much else to talk about. I mean, there you have it. Those are my thoughts of uh, Monday Night Raw from last night's show. Of course, we'll see what happens tonight here at 8 o'clock on the USA Network if I'm from Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, but before we go, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to talk about a few other things real quick. First off, of course, for you non-wrestling fans, for you hockey buffs out there in the Pittsburgh area and beyond, of course, last night the Pittsburgh Penguins tied up their Eastern Conference Series at 1-1 as Phil the King Kessel, however, was king for the night, however, along with his friends Evgeny Malkin and others, however, as they beat the Ottawa Senators to tie up the series in the Eastern Conference Final at one game apiece. Of course, Game 3 will be tomorrow night, the Canadian Tire Center at 8 o'clock, and then Friday night, Game 4, before they return to Pittsburgh next Sunday for Game 5 at 3 o'clock at the PPG Paints Arena. But, folks, uh, things are getting very heated there in the NHL playoffs, if you will. Of course, the Ottawa Center is hoping to take Game 3 back on home ice tomorrow night. We'll have to wait and see if they do that. Or if the Pittsburgh Penguins continue their march towards the, going back-to-back as far as Lord Stanley's Cup go and win their fifth cup in a row in team history. But right now, folks, it's going to be an interesting game, honestly, tomorrow night. Game 3, of course, will be dropped in the puck short after 8 o'clock tomorrow night at the Canadian Tire Center as the Penguins hope to take a 2-1 lead on the Sens in Game 3 of the Eastern Final, the Sens are looking to uh, go up a game once again on the Penguins, however, in Game 3, however, in their own backyard. So, folks, things are shaping up to be very, very interesting, however, in that regard. 
Um, also, folks, ladies and gentlemen, in the Western Final, of course, if you will, uh, a lot going on there between Nashville and Anaheim, of course, uh, the other night. Very, very interesting on what went there. Of course, uh, we'll talk about that. Of course, uh, both teams are going to drop off, uh, play each other tonight in Nashville. In fact, that game is going to be getting underway here in just a few minutes. That series is now tied up at one all. Of course, the Anaheim Ducks rallied from a two-goal deficit to beat the Predators 5-3, to three, of course, on uh, Sunday, Mother's Day, if you will, to tie up the series at 5-3. Of course, as we say, Game 3 is tonight, however, and they will be dropping the puck here in just a few minutes, however, as far as that goes. Of course, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, like I said, of course, the Ducks, of course, came back from a two-goal deficit on Sunday night, of course, in Anaheim, however, in their backyard, after Nashville was up, uh, mind you, by a goal at the end of the first period, however, scored uh, four times in the final two periods, however, to blow out uh, Nashville 5-3 to and even the series at one apiece. And now the series will shift off to Music City, USA tonight, however, and that should be very interesting as they will be dropping the puck just after 8 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for game number three of the Western Final. So, folks, things are heating up there in that regard, however, as far as the NHL playoffs go. Uh, meanwhile, as far as the NBA goes, how are a lot of things going on there? The Golden State Warriors, of course, the other night coming back from 25 points down to defeat the San Antonio Spurs, despite the fact, however, there is some question about that. However, uh, we'll be meeting in Game 2 of the Western Conference Final tonight. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Final, that will get underway tomorrow night, just after 8.30 p.m., when the Boston Celtics, however, who last night defeated the Washington Wizards and John Wall, of course, in Game 7 of their series in the nation's capital, will take on LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The question is, will the Cavaliers and LeBron once again make it back to the final to take on Curry, Green, Thompson, and also uh, the rest of the Warriors, or will it be San, will it be San Antonio? facing off with LeBron. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Obviously, game two tonight, a very crucial, crucial game tonight for the Spurs. Of course, the other night, as we said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we saw what happened in the first game after what went down. Uh, as you know, uh, the Warriors were without their big superstar, Kawhi Leonard, who got injured, apparently, once again, on a cheap, dirty play from what some people are saying, however, mind you. Uh, Sunday, however, in game number one, will be going to be looking for retribution and hoping to tie up the series at 1-0 and not go down 0-2 to Golden State and Company uh, tonight. But we'll have to wait and see. They will be jumping up uh, with that shortly after 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, live at the Oracle Arena in Golden State, uh, California. If you will, of course, Steph Curry averaging 25 points a game for the Warriors. Kevin Durant leading the Warriors with 8.5 rebounds a contest. And Draymond Green with 7 assists per game. So, folks, uh, again... The Golden State Warriors, uh, our superstar Kawhi Leonard, who has been their main captain all year, will be out of the game once again tonight after what happened on a very, well, let's just say dirty-type play, however, that happened in Game 1, however, that had Coach Greg Popovich absolutely livid, to say the least, and the rest of the Spurs as well. The question is, can the Spurs, however, put their marks on the Warriors and, let's just say, put up a good fight tonight after what happened uh, Sunday afternoon and tie up the series at one all before heading home? Or is it going to be Golden State up two full games and putting the Spurs in serious jeopardy of being eliminated and denying them a chance to go back to the NBA final? Well, we're going to see, however, as the Warriors hope to make it 2 nothing tonight as they are hoping to get the crowd once again involved in their game here just less than an hour from now at the Oracle Arena out there in Oakland, California. 
And, of course, the Spurs are looking to leave their mark on the Warriors this time, however, to try to tie up the series before they head home and ride their way to getting back home court on their side. So, folks, this should be a great game tonight. Don't stay in, don't stay in San Antonio. Of course, tomorrow night, as I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, these two will be going at once again, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Cleveland and Boston, as I mentioned, not Goldstein and Cleveland, but uh, Goldstein and Cleveland. They will be going at it, however. Excuse me, Boston and Cleveland. I said San Antonio and Cleveland. Boston and Cleveland, if you will. Our, uh, of course, the other night, of course, Curry had 40 points to lead all scores for Golden State. And Marcus Aldrich had 28 for the Spurs. Of course, the Spurs, as we said at one point, were up 25 points, however before uh, Stephen Curry hit a crucial game, uh, tying three with 150 to go. And then, of course, uh, the big news happened towards the end of the game involving Leonard. Now, after the game, as we said, the crowd of over 20,000-plus Howard at the Oracle House Center uh, were a little surprised, if you will, a little stunned to see that their team would come all the way back from fighting all the way back uh, from 25 down to defeat the Spurs. But as I said tonight, folks, tonight's a new night. We're going to have to wait and see who comes out of this one. Victorious. So, folks, uh, we'll definitely be watching this very carefully. We'll be watching the NHL playoffs more and more carefully. And hopefully next week we'll have an update on telling you who is in the championship of each series, however, of the NHL and NBA. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank you for listening in as we do the show each and every Tuesday night. I do want to thank uh, everyone for listening in. My good friend, Gerard T. Smith, unfortunately, again, could not make it tonight due to circumstance beyond control, but hopefully he'll be back with us next week. But we'll be back here at 9 o'clock with more news and updates. Also, we'll have a SmackDown update for you, hopefully, at that time. So, for now, ladies and gentlemen, as we take you out tonight, we're going to have a little birds for you, however. David Crosby, Roger McWinn and company, with a little turn, 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 everywhere there's the season from 1969. So, for now, this is the Iceman, Jared D. Dwell, saying so long from ringside. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday evening, everyone, and we'll talk to you on the flip side. Good night, everyone.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.